Regular listeners to EG Like Sunday Morning may well be anticipating a glib introduction, making light of my immense disappointment at England's defeat in the final of the European Championships. But crushing as that was, it comes nowhere near to the regret and anger that I and so many others have felt over the response of a certain element in the wake of that defeat. I won't call them fans or supporters because they are not. And the biggest disappointment of all last Sunday evening is it was so frustratingly, infuriatingly obvious what would happen. When that final penalty kick was saved, bringing to an end the best tournament performance by an England team in my lifetime, my only thoughts should have been despair over at least one more year of hurt, an agony over the might have been moments in the final, tempered by optimism for the future of the most talented, inspirational national squad I have ever known. But no. My immediate reaction was a far more profound feeling of dread, that I knew exactly what was about to follow. As soon as I saw the brilliant Italian keeper Gianluigi Donnarumma stop Bukayo Saka's penalty, I had the instant realisation that Saka and his fellow wonderfully skilled teammates Marcus Rashford and Jadon Sancho would be scapegoated, vilified and abused online. Not because of what happened on the pitch, but because of the colour of their skin. That should not be my first thought. It should not happen. And yet it does over and over again, including by people working in real estate. It's time, it's way past time for all of us to do everything in our power to make it stop. With me today are editor Sam McClary and deputy editor Tim Burke. We make no apology that today's EGLSM will be rather less fun than normal, but we hope you will agree it's the most important episode yet. Sam, let me turn to you first, because while I know you weren't quite as emotionally invested in the result last Sunday as I was, you did watch right through to the bitter end and you had exactly the same realisation I did. I did. And Jess, thank you so much for, for saying what you have just, just said. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I, um, as you have pointed out, I, I don't don't really understand football, can't get <laughs> overexcited by it, but I can get really upset shocked and ashamed of um not only actually my initial my and your initial reaction that we thought oh no this is what's going to happen because mm. what like what a horrible first thought to have yeah. and just the shame of the fact that we were we were right and that there are people that exist in this world that behave in a way that i just cannot comprehend and you know the three of us here really cannot comprehend because we have never never been uh, a victim of the kind of abuse that these three very brilliant young men and many others out mm. there experience and clearly from the conversations that that we've been having as a team this week experience day in day out and no matter how much all of us talk about what we're doing around diversity and inclusion it is not enough because it is clearly not working it's it's hugely upsetting it's hugely frustrating but to try to put a positive spin on it it is also hugely motivating mm. for I know for us as a team to do everything that we can to try at least try and make a difference and this week obviously you've written uh, a, a brilliant leader uh, in the magazine and online and we also have uh, a very powerful column uh, from an author who who has actually been driven out of real estate by the racism suffered. Um, so, Tim, I know you work closely with the author in bringing that piece to print. Yeah, so I I got a message at the start of this week, and it was it it was after uh, 
just this this awful awful level of abuse as we're discussing that that came across social media for these players and specifically after um after a, a now infamous tweet that's alleged to have come from from somebody working mm. in one of the big agencies had been you know spread spread far and wide and this was a message from as you say uh former real estate professional who said to me that he'd been driven from the industry by discrimination mm. that he still saw it as prevalent through conversations that he had with former colleagues and that despite the industry saying it was trying to fix this problem he'd seen very little evidence of of that actually happening and we we shared a number of messages back and forth and he he gave me some details of the kind of experiences he'd had earlier in his career and it's e- it's easy for me to say that they're shocking isn't it but they mm. but they really they genuinely were and we started to talk about whether there were elements of this story that he would feel comfortable sharing with eg and with our audience as a way of trying to ensure that a bigger conversation happened on the back of these these awful kind of posts and views that we saw spreading last week he's not uh he's not willing for his name to be out there he has gone through some horrific um some horrific instances in his career and uh, i think he fears that if his identity was revealed then then um he could suffer even more but I don't think that lessens the bravery at all that this individual has shown in in writing what he's what he's written for us this week. So he um he's put us together a column about his direct experience of racism within within the real estate industry, the the ways in which that led to him believing that he had to leave the industry to escape that that it couldn't be changed from the inside, and also the lack of change that that he has seen happening across the sector, and. It isn't an easy read, but it shouldn't be. And if it's if it's tough to read, imagine how difficult it is to write, having gone through that. Um, if it's difficult to read or write, Tim, imagine how difficult it is to experience. You know. Indeed. And so um, Sam and I looked at these words, and I think agreed pretty quickly that this had to be front and center of the magazine this week. This had to be a message that no one can ignore you open up a copy of eg you come to our website and this is what you have to read if you read nothing else read this man's words and reflect on what they say about the industry and about the experiences of people contributing so much to it and yet being being hurt so much by the very industry they're giving their careers to and it's not the first time we've published an article like this and there must be so many stories out there from people who who still don't yet feel able to to speak up i think it's from from the conversations that that i've had and when i've you know when i've talked about these stories that that we've we've heard and some stories you know which which i say in the leader um this week that that i've heard and i haven't done anything about because i've i've been afraid unsure which is 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 you know, no excuse and I, I don't make it uh anymore but you know I talk to to people and they in 
they're really shocking to us but for for so many people in this industry they're not shocking because it's mm. it's every every day and and you know that doesn't take anything away from it i think that amplifies the issue that you know racism is is rampant in this industry and not just this industry but you know that's that's the one that we're focused on and we ha- like we've just got to do something about it. we can't um, fanny around the edges any anymore which i think all of us are doing and this is a really you know difficult conversation to have and it should be but that shouldn't stop us having it and you know we you've got to you know, feel the fear and do it anyway and i think you know the very fact that that our um brave um brave um writer author this week couldn't share his name just shows us how much further we've got to go if he is afraid of the consequences of standing up and saying that someone else has done something that is so so wrong what like what kind of a world is that where someone who has been wronged is afraid to say that they have been wronged it's it's ridiculous and whenever we write about this there are obvious there are there are myriad reasons that this treating people in this way should be complete and total anathema but we do always mention for people who fail to grasp uh the problem that not putting in place proper diversity and inclusion policies will cost you talent and there is no greater example of that than that this brilliant eloquent brave individual left the industry because of the treatment suffered yeah so yeah. that, that's not the reason that retaining talent is absolutely not the reason that you should be treating human beings uh, fairly and justly and evenly. But it, 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 it illustrates that, you know, it's it's costing the sector the best and brightest. I, I do have a real hope, though, and I think this is underscored by the way that uh, Marcus Rashford has responded to um the you know the horrible things that have been said towards him and his teammates that and it, maybe it's too big a burden to put on the next generation or the generation after that but there is a youth out there that are so much better human beings than any one of us here that, that you know they're they're so eloquent they're so passionate and this kind of behavior just just wouldn't be allowed in or enabled in among that group of people i think we we enable it whether you know on mm. purpose or or not but we we clearly are in some some way shape or form enabling this kind of behavior to continue and in, in your leader you talk about eg um and and our role and and i think we all share the feeling that while we can be proud of the start we have made uh, in terms of our, our, our publicising our, our very clear support for diversity and inclusion, there is still so much more that we can and, and should be doing. So I know we're, we're, we're sort of starting the conversation, we're starting to think about it, but how how will we go about that? Yeah, so I think you know, I think it's really important for us to turn the mirror on ourselves, and mm. you know I I like to think that we've we've come a long long way, and we are supporting the right things but we you know we haven't done enough and we need to work harder we've had you know sort of pledges in in place and you know as a team we 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 try really hard to be as um 
inclusive as we can but that means it needs to be written down it needs to be a you know a policy that is agreed across eg and that we stand up for that no matter no matter what and i have huge hope in our readership our customers our partners that they would fully support us with that and actually would ask us to to push back to to them to make them do better because this is a, you know this has to be a team effort and you know not just team eg effort but a, you know team real estate effort if we want to make change we all have to work together we have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to be unafraid to say that's not good enough i don't i don't stand by that this is what you need to do and that is that is what we're going to be doing so we're going to be looking to put into any any contract that we that we sign up um with people any any kind of uh sort of editorial policy um have that written down that we stand by and that we can be judged against and we can measure ourselves and we can get better and i think that is so important i guess my my call to action for the industry is to help us with that and hold us to account and you know and allow us to hold you to account too and i think that use of call to action is so important because this is a point the author makes in his piece there has been so much talk in the industry and yet so little evidence of action being taken I share your confidence in the majority of our, our readers and listeners and subscribers, Sam, but I know any time that we, we touch on this topic, you do receive uh, letters of complaint and you get, you know, people telling us, telling you to stick to real estate. Uh, and I anticipate that, that you will receive and it may even already have received emails and letters again. But this issue is obviously at the heart of our national game it's a it's a cancer in our society so simply put it's at it's at the center of everything it, it, this is absolutely a real estate issue isn't it absolutely i mean you know this this is real estate real estate is not just the buying and selling and letting of buildings it is the running of businesses and the curation of talent and you know creating places and if you are not a a wholly inclusive business that understands the world as it as it looks today. You cannot develop the, the greatest building. You cannot design the greatest cities. You will not be successful. So this absolutely is real estate. Yes, it's not a, a building being sold, but there is more to to this wonderful world of real estate than brick on brick and and money signs. There is heart and there is soul. And I hope that there is inclusivity coming down the road and i hope that there is kindness um in it too and sam we have uh, something else coming up tomorrow that people should really pay attention to don't we so last year we ran a our very first um race um diversity survey looking at trying to get a picture of um of uh how um fame and i know there are um better terms out, out there and we are um asking actually um what what terminology we should use how um BAME individuals are treated in in real estate um that survey last year made for some really um shocking shocking reading but again most people were not surprised not surprised they were shocked but not surprised we on monday so tomorrow uh will be 
uh, putting out the second edition of that um i would ask everyone uh, if you could share it if you could fill it in um we want to use the results of that survey to get a picture again of how the situation is in real estate i think we we know but um mm. data is always helpful uh, and then we will use that to help inform both our policy and um bring together some ideas for how real estate can can do better because i because I know it can. So everyone do keep an eye out for for that survey and, and help us be better, do better. And uh, absolutely. And I would implore anyone listening to this who hasn't yet um, read uh, the column from, from our author this week, to please go online or find a copy of the magazine and, and read that piece. Thank you for listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. Hopefully uh, we can return to the more usual format next week.